Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week, we're getting high. Heaven on high. Heaven on high, the second deep dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV, has just released, and uh, we've now had a day to go at it. And so we're going to share our first impressions with it, like we do whenever new content actually comes out. So to do that show, we need some people to talk about it. I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pobro. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. How you doing? As you can tell, I'm tired, dude. I couldn't even get through the intro properly. Yeah, you, you can even do, like, all the rest of the spiel, the rigmarole. Well, good. I mean, I'm to be good. fair, you did ask me to do something, and the reason why we're not on the screen yet is because I need to build this up for a sec. So I discovered before the show started that my background image had been replaced with a with a Photoshop image that I had made for a video on YouTube maybe like a month ago. And I told Sly what that image was and he asked me to just leave it on the screen. So I just, I needed to, I've got Kevin Hart on the rock's body just behind me real quick and he wanted to see it. So I'm just, he's, he's, he's joining me right there. Everyone was wondering what happened to Dwayne. That's, that right there is what happened, what happened to Dwayne right there he wanted it so where are you happy that you asked me to keep it you're welcome america all of america i made it for a video where i made a character and bless and that's and it was the body makeup was like that so i photoshopped that in like three minutes and it worked out all right so yeah, yeah. i'm gonna get rid of you now just so you, I know you you seem pretty frustrated, but you get you're you're getting your flex game on, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna remove that from the image. So you know you you can we'll we'll see we'll see you later. There he goes. All right, thanks thanks for that, Sly. How you doing? How you doing, Sly? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. 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 Why is 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 today something special? It, it is my name day. Do they all come at once? Happy birthday, Sly! Ah, thank you, thank you, guys. It's Sly. Listen, I I offered to sing him a song, and he said no. No. So as rude as that was, I'll honor no his request. So what I need you all to do is wish him a happy birthday in the chat and in the comment section because there's no music to it, thus it's tolerable. All right. Stop. All right. Stop. Just it's stop saying sweet. it. He said stop. So fuck off. It's a cute. Oh just, just fuck off. He said stop. So fuck off. All right. There you go. I didn't say all that. God damn. I mean, I read between the lines, Sly. I understand. I understand how it is. All sure. right. Well, luckily, you got a patch on your birthday. But before we do that, I got to talk about mm -hmm. something at the beginning of the show that isn't just your name day. So All right. I keep forgetting to say at the top of the show, as a reminder, which is something I've wanted to do every week, as a reminder that Steel Series sponsors the show. The main reason I want to say that at the top of the show is because we have a monthly giveaway for Steel Series now with State of the Realm. Every month, if you go to the YouTube side of things and go to the, the description of the video, there's a link to enter the monthly giveaway. So if you want to go enter now and you're watching on Twitch, go to last week's episode on YouTube and enter there. Every month we do a, a winner, and in 11 days we draw the next winner. So, go enter. And thank you, Steel Series, shit. for sponsoring the show with free shit. Thank you. I like free stuff. It's pretty good. Yeah, free stuff. Is what do you want? You want something from Steel Series for your birthday? What can I get you, Sly? Really? What can I get? What can I get you? What do you want? I got a peruse. 
All right. You're putting me on the spot here, Happy. I got to peruse. I got to. It's check your this. fucking birthday. You're damn right, I'm putting you on the spot. It's it's this or pinches when I see you at Fan Fest. One of the two. No pinches. All right. See. All right. You don't have to answer me right now. It's fine. And I guess if I'm if I'm doing the Steel Series thing at the start, I guess I should do the sponsor list at the start. Uh, yeah, it seems about right. Instead of seems splitting right. it down the middle. All right, sure, we'll do the sponsor list at the top, too. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're also going to do... We, you know, sometimes we do the sponsor list at the end of the show. This episode, we're doing at the top, because I already stopped to talk about Steel Series and Sly's birthday. So, thank you to our sponsors over on the YubTubs over on Patreon. They've been supporting to combat hashtag demonetize on YouTube. And so, uh, we got a, a pretty long list of people. First one is uh, Kuja Cross and the Advent FC on... Uh, hold on. I don't actually have the list open right now, so I kind of jumped the gun on that one. I know Kuja Cross is the is the you know the patron of light. It's been a long patron day. Patron of light, yeah. It's been a long day, okay? It's been a long day. I've been up for what, like 16 hours now already? <laughs> I'm normally going to well, bed right about now. It's on Genova. I thought it was on Genova, but I wanted to be a hundred percent certain. Oh, 16? Just 16? Yeah, just 16. Really? But Sly, I need my beauty sleep. I got an hour or so of a nap. That was it. I need my beauty sleep. I've been up since eleven fifteen last night. I was up since twelve thirty last night. Hey, it's only a fucking hour, Sly. <laughs> Just you only had an hour of sleep. Yeah. That's your own fault. I won't feel bad for that. I had the itis. Good sleep. All right, that's Same. that's fair. All right, Kuja Cross, thank you again for being the patron of light. And that image on the screen is something Kuja provides every week. So, uh, on that note, let's get to the rest of our sponsors. We have our standard sponsors of Just One Fox, Shadowlink on the Tomberry server, Dom Wake on the Genova server, Lamillianella of Midgard Stormer, Sarah and the Avalanche family on Malboro, Johnny Oyatsia, Eric of Clan Vizsla, Kifkin the Great Eagles on Exodus, Dark Graver, Katayoshi, Skia Symphonia from Ragnarok, Ra's Effin from Exodus, Rylanir Westos, the Purple Warrior, Edric Redsteel on Exodus, Lexi Valentine, Matarn the Revivus FC from Zodiac, Sour Cream and Chives from Genova, Renoa Chikara, Goisha Valfer of Siren, Hurst vs. Fairy, Phoenix Down FC on Goblin, and Saren from Saren. I, I didn't look at you the whole time, but I, I saw your, in my peripherals, I saw your mouth open. Specifically, the thing that I saw through my peripherals was I was like, is Sly's mouth just, is he making faces right now? Yes, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do the Faro's, like, surprise shock face. At the I list. know what you were trying to do. Yeah, I can't do it with a straight face. I can't. It's okay. I forgive yeah. you. So those <clears throat> are our, our standard sponsors. We then have our elite sponsors as well. We have Cassandra Hoshi of Leviathan. We have Kena Azuki of Genova. We have you, Starlon Coral, Sothal, Sarah Frost from Behemoth, Diablo, Holy Tabasco, Red Thor to Sarah, Kernai Oni, Askin Hawk, Oscar, Crash Zero and Five, Mustang. I can see you doing it again. The Serenity FC on Ultros. Cat I'm not Kajua. doing anything. You made a face. I'm, I'm peripherals, I man. Peripherals. I know. I saw you do something, and I assumed it was a face again. Cat Kazuma, Serial Kieran, the Reckless Tea Party on Cactar, Ignis Fairgun from Diablos, Blesher of Fanfrit, Noctocordus from Excalibur, Provost Moonscar, Private Mikey, Spike, Nani and Kirasami, Rudy Rudiger, Tin Colossus, Killer Hackman, Rawl Jr., Ramil Gaming, and Killtastic Jones. And someone had a quick question about the giveaway. It is not NA, only any country that Steel Series ships to. You are eligible to win the giveaway from. So, thank you so to thank all. Thank you to all our patrons. Yes. And Steel Series for the free shit. So you Gucci. Thank you. You Gucci. All right. Now with that, we can finally start talking about Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes. Heaven on High came out today. Hildebrand yep. also came out today. I have not gotten to that yet. 
Why is that? Why is that funny? Because I haven't gotten to Hildebrand in how many patches? I, I Bullshit! You got to the last one, didn't you? I got to it. <laughs> I finally got to it. So I should go do them. We are gonna have another Air Zivia in like a month. When has he ever asked about Hildebrand? I think we've only got like one Hildebrand question. Out, out Does of that mean that Zivias? you want to show up unprepared? No. But we usually do anyway. Yeah, but that's only because we, we choose to only pay attention to 50% of everything that's put in front of us. We always go like, you're, you're oh, man. right there. Because you know, really no, we always are like, oh, man, I remember you see this in this scene and it's this. Oh, is it that or that? This. And then he goes, no, it was the other thing. And then we looked dumb because we got it wrong, but we still were on the right track. Right. right. So, like, we're always – it's about 50%. I, I still think that's way too generous. I'd say – 25-ish? No. You're underplaying it. Right. We, do, we, do, we do good work. I promise. I promise we do good work. Uh, so yeah, we have the Hildebrand. So we're mostly going to be talking about Heaven on High. Um, because yep. oh, that place. Oh, man. Okay. Now see, you have a reason to be hurt. I understand your hurt. I understand your pain. Not personally. I saw it. I understand why you are feeling hurt. I get it. God damn. So Sly, so Sly, yeah. um, before mm -hmm. we go into that in more detail. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about having it on high day one? How'd you feel about it? Um, pretty good. Like, it definitely went over my expectations. Um, Does that say a lot? <laughs> Kinda. Uh, <laughs> now, of course, there are less floors than POTD. A hundred less, yes. Um, mm -hmm. So, it's after the 30th floor. You know, 31 through 40. Okay. All right. It's, it's cool. It's cool. 41 through 50. I know exactly the words that are about to come out of your mouth next. Yeah. 41 through 50. Okay. It's getting a little bit there. 51 through 60 is where it fucking bears its fangs. And it's like, it's really trying to kill you. I don't want to hear the word bears its fangs because I have a very poor memory of a specific mimic I would love to never talk about again. Hmm. Yeah. Bears its fangs is a good way to put it. Um, that seems fairly accurate. I, 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 51 yeah. is where it starts to kick up on your first, on your single, your single save file, your first save file. That's where it starts to kick in. Yeah. I kind of felt like shit for not going with my original plan of doing this double save file, you know, do this, get to 30 on one save file, go back and do another one just in case, and then start working your way up on one, working your way up on the other, have a backup. No, didn't do that. You like shit for that. So with that, you made it past 460, so then what did 61 to 70 feel like? I haven't done it yet. I thought I thought you said you were on 71 to 80, my bad. No. no. 61 to 70. Oh boy. <laughs> and here's the thing about that. Oh boy. About that save file. And about save files in general. I think this is the one thing. Um, the one takeaway from it that like I think needs to be reworked somehow, some way, because 
a lot of people are, you know, we're doing match parties. You have no choice. Um, no, fixed parties, excuse me. Um, there's always going to be that one person you never hear from again. Like in random situations, let's just call this a random situation. Um, there's going to be that one person, you know, you got as as a pug, you know, three of you or two of you were in, were in together. The other two were pugs. One person disappears, that fucking save is done. That's the one thing I feel like really needs to be fixed about this because if one person leaves, you're, what the fuck you're going to do? You got to reset the save and start from um, floor 21. So I'm assuming that what you're saying is, is you pug the fourth person and you don't know if you'll ever play with them. Well, you didn't like, you didn't get their contact information. You didn't like friends list that you can call. I mean, I, I friended them. I fr yeah, I, I know I did that. But still, how do you with 100% certainty know if they're going to save, the, like, if they're going to keep that save or they're going to find another group and, you know, say, you know what, fuck it. You I'm know what, Sly? That second time. Sly, I know it would fix this. Okay. If we had a second save file. Oh, wait, we do. That's what they're going to do with the other save file. They're not going to, why would they delete yours when they could just use the other one? Because they... I don't. Because they want to. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if yeah. someone wants to, you can't argue against that. You have no control over it. You don't know if they're going to or not. It's kind of like uh, Schrodinger's save file. Is it there? Are they there? Are they going to be here? No. Yes. I don't know. I think you, I think you, you, I kind of agree with it. We, we could probably use a little more clarity at the very least. Um, mm -hmm. If somebody deletes a save file who is part of it, it'd be nice for it to give you a message because there's, you have, like you said, you have no way of knowing like that save file is going to mm -hmm. require that person. Um, I'm sure for the way it's designed at its core, it's very difficult to sub out another person in the middle of a run. Um, I, I don't know if they would take the time to remedy it. If that's something that they're actively considering. Uh, no, I would even understand if it was like just a different person but with the same job. If you if you could fill that place, that'd be fine. But they don't even allow you to do that. It has to be that exact person, and that's where the fault lies in this, um, I guess, algorithm. Do you think? I don't know that. Well, I'd say I don't know that. I don't think they'd ever change it. Mostly because I think it's designed that way at its core because of the way the save files work in particular. That yeah. I don't. I don't know that you. Uh, you could do that. Yeah, that would be a hell of a thing. If you could fill in a random person, people would sell last of Honestly, I wouldn't even trust that shit because that shit's scary. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, those last 10 floors are fucking scary. But I'm sure people would do it. I'm sure people would sell the last 10 floors. If you could do a fill in like that. Unless there, there'd have to be some very odd set of parameters to make that work, and I don't know, I don't know that they could. It's really tough. It's one of those things you kind of wish it wasn't the way it was. That's why a lot of people were kind of hoping that they would allow matched parties, which blows my mind because you, I'd never want to imagine getting onto a fucking four DPS ninety one to ninety nine. All right. What, you don't want to do a meme run just for shits and gigs? Hell no! Unless there's four red mages. And even then I'm scared, because it's randos. I mean, at least take one. 
But it's match. I'm saying matched party. If it's match party, you ain't got no fucking choices. People want matched party for 31 plus. That's it. Just you're fucking good luck. That's it. Unless matched party and 31 plus forced a meta. That's the only other way. And even then I'd be scared. I wouldn't trust randos. You know how many times you get a rando? You get randos who, like, every time you get a Magicite, you just pop that shit. And also, if it was Match Party, you wouldn't get to keep Pemanders from floor to floor. That's, all of that would be a disaster. <laughs> Sounds like Sly has a story. No. No, no story. I, I just, the thought of that just irks me. Well, in Match Parties, it makes sense. When you're doing 1 to 30, you don't get to keep Pemanders when you go up to the next set of 10 floors. So popping ma popping a shit ton of Magicites, like, as you're going up, it makes a lot of sense to make the pug easier. Especially because right. if you're pugging those floors, a lot of people will stop and grab the silver chests. So, especially now they have Magicites. So, it's mm -hmm. it makes sense from a Match Party perspective. It just wouldn't make sense from a 31 plus perspective. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't use, as the chat has said, two summons on one floor. Why? Dude, traps and traps and mimics are hell of time, man. Why? <laughs> I mean, I can understand if it... No, I can... The fuck? Why? What's wrong with you? Oh, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't do the pucks. <laughs> Listen, literally, I either go with a fixed party or I solo. Though it's like, for me, I don't even want the in-between. <laughs> Yeah, there's no in-between for you. It's one or the other. Just personally speaking, I don't, I don't do the in-between. I'm not I'm not having it. It's just I'm not having it. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So, only complaint from you really is that you can't fill in somebody if, you know, the person fucks off and you don't know who it is. So, only advice is to be more careful with who you select, even in a pug scenario. Like, get the clarity from them that you'll want to continue progressing after your progress you make today so with that we can mm -hmm. actually talk a little bit about heaven on high um we're not going to do story spoilers for it just yet we're, we'll save that but to be honest meh. meh like it's nice to know what it is because that is it is explained what heaven on high actually is and you know its origins and you know but i wasn't like oh i was like okay Okay, that's interesting. I didn't expect that, so you caught me off guard, but I left a lot to be desired. At least I felt that way. I kind of agree with that. I was I'm secretly hoping for more story after floor three. I was very secretly hoping that something would happen, but nope. Ah, nothing special. Sad face. It's okay. I do fully expect Heaven on High stuff to be on the next day or Zivia, though. There's enough there. Yeah, definitely. There's enough there I mean, to, there, to get There's enough questions. there. It's not a lot, though. It's really not a lot in, in hindsight. Looking back, you could, like, it's easy. But most things. I mean, it, it's also that there's there's... There's a few things that, that come to mind when I, when I think of it. Because it's explained what it is, it's teased that the origins of the, suppress, the suppressive magic that actually causes you to need Ether Pool, of its origin. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a bit of a teaser of what Palace of the Dead may have actually been, based on how you answered a certain question there. Um, but it's mm -hmm. just like, when Palace of the Dead, Palace of the Dead was similar, where the story wasn't like that in-depth, but what it did cover just felt a lot more... 
interesting to me than Heaven on High. Heaven on High just answered a question. What is it? It didn't it didn't otherwise excite me. Yeah. What did excite me was I mean No, go, go. go. Well Yeah, well, POTD did have the uh Edda story. Well, not really story, but Conclusion. Um conclusion. And that's really the I think that kind of put it over Heaven on High. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it was the main plot of the first 54s, and then we found out more about the palace itself and what the goal of the palace was um, in the next 54s. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why also, because the idea that Heaven on High's story ends on 4.30 versus something that'll continue to expand, maybe that's why it feels a little bit more shallow. But, I mean, even after an ending, like, when I was done with the Edda plot, I was like, oh, sweet, nice, this is awesome, I'm glad that we got this. And then when we were done with the 4100 plot, I was like, oh, great, they told us this, that, and who these characters are and why they're there, why it exists. And when this one was done, I was just like, okay, so that's what it is. So I just, sorry, I got a hair in my mouth. I just wasn't that excited about it. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me. It just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. Just wasn't a big story for me. Looking forward to Pagos more. And I don't expect Pagos to have an insane amount of story, but I am very much looking forward to what is being talked about in Pagos. So now we have the story. Our overall thoughts without spoilers. We have mm-hmm. the the dungeon itself. Overall overall thoughts. Now we can talk about the dungeon. What's hap- What happens inside? Because this tower is so beautiful. Yeah, I can um, I can tolerate out, looking at that thing way more than yeah. Like POTD felt like I don't. Know. In terms of aesthetics, um. What was the dungeon? Um, was it Tamtar? I said it was basic bitch. Tamtar was pretty basic bitch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It kind of felt like Tamtar deep crawl, but in in terms of aesthetics, this it's beautiful. And then as you go up, you know, you kind of get you know that dungeon aesthetic for a short while. And I've seen you go up higher, and it looks even that now even with the dungeon aesthetic. <clears throat> excuse me. Um. There are certain rooms that look out of the tower, and I love that. Like you, you can see, you can if you look down, you see like, oh, there's another part of the Jenga tower. Oh, I thought that was interesting. And then as the higher you get, the the higher I saw you get, more like aesthetically pleasing the tower. So yeah, I agree with you on that. It was really weird the way that it goes because like Palace of the Dead is a, is a pretty big eyesore until you get to the one fifty one plus floors. And this one was pretty mm-hmm. good to look at the whole way through. But around the 40 to 70 mark, it kind of takes this almost more Palace of the Dead-esque turn until you get the outside mm-hmm. floors. Um, and then in the upper floors, it takes on this, like, well-refined, um, yeah. I guess, the, the kind of similar to the beginning, a more well-refined structure, I suppose. So mm-hmm. it's almost weird that the middle floors seem, like, less well-thought-out than the top and the bottom floors, in a sense. There's, <laughs> there's some good aesthetics there, especially for... Uh, the paths between rooms because you can actually see through mm-hmm. them because of the way the bridge works. But I, I listen, I still think Palace of Dead 151 is the best looking, but like in terms of the actual climb all the way up through Heaven on High, I found this to be much more aesthetically pleasing. The, the music, once again, it's music from like random things, and they didn't just use Stormblood music, they also used some Heavensward music here. Um, and it works well, it works as well as it did in Palace of the Dead. I feel like I, there were. Maybe I just re- I'm misremembering. I feel like there were more arrangements in Palace of the Dead. 
Would you have preferred new music for this? No. Okay. I think there's new music on the first three floors, like they did for Palace of the Dead. I think Palace of the Dead for the first couple floors, they they do its its own music, and then I think this does the same thing from one to three. I wasn't really paying attention all that much. Uh, but no, I, I like a lot of the Stormblood music, especially the boss theme. The the dungeon final boss theme is one of my favorite themes in all of Stormblood. Uh, mm-hmm. And that once again happens here. It's on, I think only on the 30th floor that music plays. I think it's a different boss theme on the other floors, which is similar to the way Palace did it, where the actual like story and story bosses had their own music. It was uh, it was good. I had a I, I enjoyed all the music in here. I don't know. I just felt like there was less of a variety. Maybe it's just I got unlucky and I got the same themes, or maybe I was only paying attention to the themes that I uh, I was noticing the most. But man, getting stuff like fractal mm. fractal hard and Pharaoh serious hard was nice. Yeah, I think I got great Google hard once. That was that was a little bit refreshing. I, I got I, I got, got anti tower too. I got anti tower. Mm. Wow. Anti-Tower was nice in there. Made a lot of, it felt it felt very satisfying to be killing stuff to Anti-Tower music again. Yeah, so it's just a really the music is just a stroll down memory lane. That's okay. I like it. Yeah. It's it's the, the rest of the dungeons. It's a stroll down memory lane. I remember dying in Palace of the Dead floor 180 plus. So yeah, that's my memory lane for the rest of it. So, we start off in Heaven on High. We start off at level 61. Uh as a reminder, mm-hmm. you need to be level 61 to enter. You need to have completed one of the level 63 Stormblood main scenario quests. You need to have beaten Palace of the Dead 450, and then you need to do the quest that's actually in the Ruby Sea. It's on the west side of the map. And once you do that, you can start your climb. One. Yeah. So let's start with 1 to 10. Uh, the first 10 floors didn't feel too much different than Palace uh, in terms mm-hmm. of difficulty, but it was nice having all 60-plus skills. Palace of the Dead starting with just one skill at the bottom, like level one every time. The biggest time sink I feel in Palace of the Dead was that. I mean, just everything about Palace of the Dead was way more of a time sink. And one of the beautiful things is in floors one to ten, you you almost get to level 70. Depends on how many mobs you actually kill and if you do any alteration commanders and whatnot. But you can get very close to 70 by the end of the first ten floors, and then you're good for the rest of the floors. It felt so good to have that part of the process done as quickly as possible. And also, you just destroy the enemies. Even without a lot of ether pool, you just end up Mm out-leveling them. Um. For 1 through 10, the boss... I mean, don't get me wrong, the 1 through 10 boss in the original Palace of the Dead was nothing to laugh at. But I think all these years later, I think I look at these bosses almost with higher expectations than I should. Because they're always mm-hmm. dungeon or raid bosses, like, with their mechanics slightly skewed. And they didn't they didn't really yep. do it much different here. This was uh, the f- was one of the first bosses from... I think it was the second boss from Shisui of the Violet Tide. Was technically mm-hmm. the first boss uh, at floor 10. And there was nothing really more to say about it it was overtow and then run back to the middle pretty much every time that was it that was it then you get 11 through 20 and not much really Mm -hmm. changes here but at this point you probably run into one of the giant floors and ether pool can actually start to hurt a little bit if you're brand new to it on the 11 to 20 floors no oh i'm sorry siren song c sorry it was the first boss of siren song c that i was thinking of not shisui Second boss of Shisui is the one that turns you into the. It's where you use the old old people boxes. Oh yeah, the old hag. Yeah, yeah. I love the big floors. Like they're not as intimidating as I originally thought they were going. to be. I mean, it, it's best you come prepared, meaning having the right commoners, aka um, the petrifaction. 
I call it the anarchy pometer now. Because you just go ham, just drop it. And I think of um what Walker and Texas Ranger from uh Ricky Bobby. Anarchy! Just one shot everything. Those big floors, man, let me tell you, if you got a petrifaction and a fortune commander, maybe a safety or a sight so you don't step on any traps accidentally, it is easily the most satisfying type of floor to get. Um if you don't have any of those things, you will hate everything about life and you will rue the day you came into existence. Because those floors, normally you follow a certain sort of rule set when it comes to other floors where you kind of mm -hmm. hug the walls or, you know, you, you cut in between the pathways and you hide from things. Nope, all that's gone here. Nope. Now, technically, mm -hmm. it, it does break the one floor up into 12 individual rooms. And each of those 12 individual rooms follows that same set of rules where the traps are less common yep. along the edges, but they still happen. Um, and you can usually hug the outside wall. But it doesn't... It's dangerous. It's still scary. It's still very, very scary to go onto those floors because you get into... And you don't just get the perspective of the size of the floor. You get the perspective of how many enemies there are to kill you on those floors. Yep. And if that, Not including luring traps. I was just going to say that. I don't want to talk about luring traps. <laughs> I've had some bad experiences in, in, in deep Fuck dungeons. Fuck luring traps, man. Now, what's even worse oh about... God. Now, it's not even that. So, with these big floors... So, the new types of floors are these giant 12-panel floors called uh, the Hall of Fallacies. And... Mm. On the earlier floors, it's not as big a deal. Um, you kind of just... It's just not as difficult because you're on the earlier floors. But what ends up mm -hmm. happening, the higher up you get, you start to get uh, fake exits to the floor. And uh, you'll get more and more of them. Like, as of, like, you know, 60 plus, I started getting, like, five... Sometimes five of them in a single floor. And basically, they act as a fake exit. Like, they lure you into the exit. So you're like, oh, this is the exit. This is the way out. But only one of them is real, and the other ones can either just disappear, or they can become one of the normal traps. They can become the otter trap, they can become the enervation trap. Worst of all, they can become a luring trap. So, when you're, when you're stressing for time, and you just used a, petri a petrification commander to clear the floor, but you don't have a safety, let's just say it, uh, it ruins, ruins the way you feel going forward. It is a great floor, though. I'm glad to have a floor like that, and mm -hmm. it makes me kind of hope that we know that, that they won't be giving us um, more floors past 100. That's Yoshi P's own statement. They only plan to give us the 100 floors here, and then they're going to move on to working on other content. However, mm -hmm. I would hope that maybe in anticipation of the next Deep Dungeon, they kind of go out of their way to work on new types of floors to fit into the 100 floors we currently have. Um so, I mean, like, for example, let's say if before this came out, Palace of the Dead, they incorporated this giant floor. And then mm -hmm. we could see it there. And then when this comes out, we know we have it. And then they can work on something new. Uh, that's I'd, I'd personally like to see them take that approach here. So people maybe feel a little more inclined to revisit this because I don't know what else they're working on in place of Deep Dungeon for like a for like a 4.45 or something. Since we won't have another amount of floors for this. Why are you smiling? I know what they're working on. Don't say it. I knew that's why you were smiling. I didn't want you to say it. I'll sing happy birthday. Fuck you. You're asking for it right now. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Samuel. Happy birthday to you. Worth it. All right. You had to. Maybe I should sing it every time you do that. No. Yeah, all of a sudden. All of a sudden, you're regretting that decision, huh? I am. Good. I want you to regret it. I want you to be scared. I am. Be scared. Okay, good. We've we've struck the fear of God into him. Or the fear of happy birthday fear. songs, but you know. I've struck the fear blitz ball into you. There's no fear, because he fucking says to not keep saying we're not fucking any further than we were a year ago, and I love that he's no further. So I'm feeling good. Alright, so getting back on track. So 420 for Heaven on High mm. is what? Is what? Oh, I thought you said 420. <laughs> 420 just plays. There you go. Yeah. Well, we are we are heaven on high at this point, so might as well. Uh, who was the 420 boss? <laughs> very forgettable. Yeah, very forgettable bosses on one through well, well, 30. You really can't forget it's Hiroko. Spoilers. All right. I mean, that doesn't saying it's Hiroko does. Oh, it's the Wamura. It's the it's the half of Amdapur of Lost City of Amdapur first boss because he doesn't even do Neurosquama the same way with the clones or anything. Yeah, I was expecting that too. I was like, okay, he's gonna do he's gonna do Neuro. No, he didn't. Nope. Just just the outside or the second yeah. boss, whatever boss it was. Either way, all I know is is that it was a very forgettable boss. <laughs> very very forgettable. I mean, it's just there's literally butterflies along the outside, and then it's just mm -hmm. look away and then don't step in the cone. And it's like, why did you even put those butterflies on the outside? I don't. We lost somebody of those butterflies the first time we went there. They just ran to the outside. What do these do? And then dead. I was like, we are not wiping on four twenty. Come on, just please. We're not wiping. <laughs> we're, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. I refuse to accept this fate. Um, and then we get to 21 to 30. And this is where the story aspect kind of picks, uh, not picks up, but it kind of, you know, comes to its conclusion. And 21 to 30 right. was moderately challenging when in low ether pool. Um, it wasn't any more challenging than you'd expect it to be like, it's probably no more challenging than 51 to 60 was, but it's like doing that without any ether pool, like right when it first comes out. I remember us getting slapped around a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. Did we? I mean, commander wise, I think we were good. We were, we were popping all our shit. I mean, we had enough to pop, like pop something, get something from a chest to replace it. So I think we were good. Like the first time through. Yeah, it didn't really pose too much of a threat. Not too much, but one of the big things with 421 is that uh, I didn't think they would do this. There's actually a checkpoint at 421 for people yeah. who want to, I guess, level grind there as opposed to 1 through 10. And so it, it also gives you, you know, immediate access to 31 plus if you just start on 21. Aloha. I fucking can't. Aloha. Get over here. He's trying to fucking dig his way to China to get out of here, even though he was just asleep on my ps4 i will let you out in a second um yeah so uh, did you think that we were gonna get a checkpoint at 421 no honestly i didn't i didn't think we were gonna get a checkpoint i mean well i didn't no, think we were gonna get one at all no i mean i get it it's because this these floors are like permanent level 70 floors as opposed to kind of like how we had uh 
I guess the 51 plus floors for or for 51 mm-hmm. to 60. But I was I, I just didn't expect it. I, I figured that was it. We were just going to go every time you wanted to do it. You have to go uh, one to one to 30 and then 31 plus. And on top of that, every time you clear floor 30, you get a you get a pot shirt and you get plus one mm-hmm. plus one. Yeah. I thought that was a good touch. Yeah. Really good touch. Uh, yeah. Like I noticed it on pretty much. Don't you get it past that too? Every, so every 40, go, 50, 60, 70, 80, and 90, yep. you get plus one, plus it's one. You plus don't get one. a pot shirt, but you get plus one, plus one. Right. Which I, I don't yeah. know. I was just surprised. It was. It's one of those things where we kind of have to argue, is it quality of life or is it making it too easy? I feel like this is this is one of those places where you can look at that discussion and go, okay, well, the big thing about you know this and, oh my God, aloha, get out of here. I can't. Get out. Get out. Just get out. I can't. I can't listen to you scratch the carpet. I can't do it. Just get out. podcast ladies and gentlemen yeah well the lohas i mean listen we've already established that thanks to you thanks to you i already brought du- i already brought Dwayne. it's kevin hart is Dwayne, but i already brought Dwayne, so i gotta get rid of the other Dwayne, so i can bring this Dwayne into the picture all right that's it i just gotta do that so back on track um, I feel like this is a worthy discussion of having because it is insanely accessible to get all the ether pool that you could possibly need just from running this over and over. Get any of the material rewards you want, any of the any of the rewards. You can just basically get do a few runs do and just you, guarantee you'll go through everything. Do you think that's because of the um, amount of floors and the amount of floors slash difficulty? I don't know. I don't know why they decided. I, I approve of the decision, but I'm surprised mm-hmm. to see them make a decision that lets you get through content more easily. Cause that's what quality of life is. Quality of life isn't necessarily making content easier. It's a, it's the intention of making it so it doesn't consume as much of your time because its systems are restrictive. Um, now, right. of course, after 30, the system is restrictive on purpose due to the difficulty of those floors, which is why you can't do matched parties. But they that's kind of been Stormblood's whole thing is constant quality of life, spend less time doing things. And it's it's a weird concept to me as an MMO player after all these years. You know, the idea of them wanting you to spend less time and be more convenient. Uh, it's just, it feels like games that want you to pay monthly generally don't want to do that or didn't used to want to do that. And now it's like a normal thing and it's such a tough thing to actually fight. Um, yeah, it kind of goes, goes against the grain of the whole MMO genre just to make, kind of do something that would, you know, put less time, give you less time in the game. So... Yeah. yeah it's just uh it's it's just it's just i i super approve of the 21 to 30 plus one plus one in the pot shirt and the ease of it plus that's going to be the premier leveling spot so it's going to kill all the birds with one stone it really promotes that doing the 31 plus content to get all the rewards from the the hordes or to mm-hmm. get just get the clear in the first place is, is really kind of what they want you to be spending your time doing especially with mm-hmm. how easily you can access it so i just want to know if you thought that quality of life meant it was becoming too easy and that maybe people would get through heaven on no. high a little too quickly content wise or if this is kind of, or if you thought this was kind of like an appropriate update because well it's really hard to compare between this and the original palace of the dead because one we had more floors so based on the amount of floors we had um you know i don't think did any did when did you reach like the final floor i never got to 200 in palace i took one shot at it we did three Mm -hmm. dps and and a healer and i was the healer and then something like two shot one of our dps on floor like 183 
And then somebody right. stepped on a luring trap and it went to shit. I never went back after that because I could never find people who really wanted to slog through 51 to 180 again just to do 181 mm. to 200. This, much easier to find people who want to do it. Right. I mean, so you can say that the quality of life did make it a little bit easier, not to mention the fact that there are less floors. People are reaching the top tier floors at a um, at a quicker rate than, again, hard to compare, but POTD. It's not too hard to compare. <coughs> Excuse me. It's not too hard to compare. It's just Palace of the Dead was definitely content that felt more about wasting as much of your time as possible. Whereas this doesn't seem that way. This is about letting you get a constant flow of difficult, like the difficulty just every time it takes a step up, it takes a step up, it takes a step up. It feels good because you know that you can expect the next step to be a little bit tougher. And it doesn't take a ridiculous number of floors before you get there. So it doesn't feel yeah. like it's, it's a slog as much. Like we got through one to 30 in less than an hour. I think. And then it took us yeah. the rest of our time was spent, you know, being under ether pooled from like 31 to 70 for a lot of hours. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Yeah. Just wanted to have that discussion real quick. We'll probably bring that point up a few more times. Like as we have guests on the show over the coming weeks and how they feel about it. Cause that's always what we do. Uh, yep. But then the real, the real fun does begin after 30, by the way, 30. Um, how, what'd you think of uh, thunder Titan? Thunder Titan. Uh, it was fun fun i wouldn't i i was i didn't even expect the mechanic there's only one major mechanic there and we never we didn't figure it out till we were almost done with him the first time and it was the, the knock clouds. up the knock up yeah into the clouds yeah i kind of had a feeling like you you look at the clouds and all i think is aoe and what's weird about the clouds is like you think you figure it out like okay i'm gonna get knocked up here you go no, there's like still two clouds right next to you. So it's kind of like you have to plan your placement of like where you're gonna, which clouds you're gonna take out so you don't get hit by like a bunch of uh, cloud AOEs. But still, the 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 um the damage stack doesn't last long after, does it? It lasts long enough to get to the next clouds, but it's not debilitating to the point where you can't survive with a few of them. Right, so it's not... It, it, I didn't find it, like, punishing at all, like, if you fuck that up. Like, okay. Only if you get hit by, like, back. three or four, and then on the next set, you get hit by and three or four. And that's rare. That's very fucking rare, unless you're just stuck on stupid, and, like, for some reason... Or you've never done it before, because that's what happened to us when we first did it. We tried to hide right in the middle of the room and got hit by, like, five of them each. And then I was like, all right, guys, that's not right. We shouldn't have hit... <laughs> we shouldn't have been there. And then we figured, and then after, like, two or three, like, we had two people die on the second set, and then whatever. And then finally, mm -hmm. I got knocked into a cloud, and I was like, oh, hey, guys, I'll stack on me. And then after that, he does um, a room-wide AOA, depending on where he where he is, like, either half of the room or where he is. Um, he'll just basically AOE the, um, where, facing, where he is facing forward, so. Yeah. Normally, it's, like, a good majority of the room, but you can... You can make that. Those are his only mechanics. That's it. Literally, it's um, the cloud and, and the and the and the landslide. That's not a landslide. Yeah, that's about it. But it was uh, it was, and he. I mean, he has a half a room AOE, but whatever. You run behind him. That's the only thing. It's like, do you think? I think tanking him in the center of the room is probably better than tanking him towards the side. Probably the best bet. Yeah, because yeah, it gives you a lot more 
room to work with. Well, the big thing is the clouds along the outside. Like, so we actually figured out you can you can just knock a cloud out on the inside, one cloud, and not get clipped by the other ones. But the clouds on the outside mm-hmm. are so much easier to work with than the clouds on the inside. Yep. So I'm just thinking that's what I would recommend is just like the south side is where everybody goes with their cloud. Or as long as you just stand under a cloud, you're fine as mm-hmm. along along the outside, and then move in when the the thing comes out. Just move in when the half of room AOE comes out. That's pretty easy. Yep. Which is good. And it'll make 21 to 30 not too much a problem once people understand how it's done. Or we say that, but then matched party. Matched party fun! <laughs> you have fun there, birthday boy? Yeah. Yeah. Throw on your little birthday hat. I thought when you looked out, I was like, don't tell me actually it's a birthday hat. No, no, God, no. Here, I've got, um, oh, well, I've got this, but it's it's not a birthday hat. I think you'll find it entertaining. So uh, Mel bought a drink yesterday or two days ago. Okay. And um, okay. she bought it at the Japanese food market. And I want to keep this drink Ooh. or I need more of it for any time we watch a, an, a Q&A that has North America asking questions. So FanFest, pretty much. Um, because it is a good old. I, I saw this on Twitter. Coca Cola Peach, and it's great by the Peaches. way. And it's Peaches. great by the way. It's good. It's really good. I I, I was half hearted about it. Unlike Peach's questions, I know it's the complete opposite. I just need to drink. I just need to drink my peaches away. Drink the peaches away. It's not a. I was gonna do this with the birthday hat, but it's all I. <laughs> it's like I don't think I can balance a Coca Cola Peach on my forehead. And I don't. I don't know this. See, there, there you go with the Steel Series headset. There, I'm a unicorn. I'm a Coca-Cola peach unicorn. On the Candy Mountain, Charlie. Going to Coca-Cola Mountain at this rate. Candy Mountain. That's it. Got it. Okay, so once you're done with floor thirty, you get the remaining cutscenes, and I'm. You know what? I will say this. I do appreciate story-wise. I again, I won't say exactly what happens. But they do acknowledge 31 plus in the story as kind of like beyond the limits of what they of what, you know, they expected you to do. Um, And I kind of liked that little touch that you go through this little quest to gain access to the floors that are past 30. And it's called and the higher floors are called the apex floors. Makes it feel kind of kind of awesome. The apex. Yeah, instead of just thirty one plus, predators. it's the ape, it's the apex floors. Although it doesn't say it anywhere after. I don't think it says it anywhere after you after you unlock them. I don't think it says it anywhere. It just says heaven on high apex unlocked, and then when you actually queue in, I think it just says thirty one to forty. Yeah, they just make it feel basic, bitch. After that, no. <laughs> hey, you got the apex. I mean, maybe maybe yeah, it said I... apex, and I wasn't paying attention. I dude, I was just like, I just want to go, go, go. So maybe I just missed it, but. Uh, 31 plus starts off, uh, it's, it scales pretty quickly up. 31 plus doesn't feel that much bad than 21 to 30. Uh, the enemy types start getting a little more annoying, but I can't even really think of much in the way of what the enemy types were that really stood out to me. Uh, 31 through 40. I mean, and we'll get to this in a minute. Nothing 31 through 40 is like a gentle, you know, slight push in terms of difficulty past Hiroko, and it's like, really nothing, nothing wants to kill, I mean, in the figurative sense, nothing wants to kill you yet. Not yet. I mean, it wants to kill you, it just hasn't killed you yet. No, 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 it hasn't killed you. It's not, 
like going out of its way to try and kill you. Like it's just basic shit. You, it, it's a basic tank and spake. You pull an enemy, tank it, kill it, move on to the next floor. That's fine. And like you said, thirty-one through forty just doesn't feel like as difficult. It feels it feels really similar to twenty-one through thirty. Hi. <laughs> Are the taco guys out there yet? Nope. That's <laughs> like maybe they're beefing at them. Yeah, like I'm looking through and like there's ninjas, there's like the it's a lot of the same enemies you get from uh from uh Kugane Castle. A lot of the same enemies, mm-hmm. like the ninjas and whatnot. There is one enemy that's yeah. always fun. As soon as you pull it, it does a split damage AoE, like immediately on the person who aggroed it. But the split damage AoE we didn't stack. Oh, much, I know really the armor. Fun. I thought those. I thought we were gonna get to four like ninety later, and those guys were gonna fucking ruin our day. No, there's yeah, that's what I was thinking too. There's plenty of other things to ruin your fucking day up there that you don't need them. Okay, that you don't need them. But uh, another thing with thirty-one to forty is you're still kind of stocked on commanders because you really didn't need them much in the earlier floors, and it's here where you start appreciating the new stuff that they've done in Palace of the Dead, uh, other than the giant rooms. So you mm-hmm. have your Magicites, which we forgot to mention earlier. You have an Ifrit, Garuda, Titan, and very, very rarely an Odin Magicite. I heard about that. I was like, wait, there's more? So, so it, it, are those the only four? As far as I know, those are the only four. Ifrit, Garuda, and Titan all seem to have the same function. And Odin is basically, from what I can, from, from what I've heard, assuming that this isn't just word of mouth, um mm-hmm. as like it's not complete bullshit because i haven't gotten it myself so i wouldn't know um is odin is uh he is he is your i win button pretty much if you do get him as in on anything so so normally the magicites only work on enemies and when you use them on boss right. floors they do like 10 percent of the boss's health or something after like the floor 40 boss it's like i think on the early floors it's like 20 percent of their health and on the yeah, later floor, like and on, I know that when we we did it on the floor seventy boss, it was only ten percent of his health. Um, mm. I don't know. So I remember. So I know people specifically data mined Odin and found a magicite in there, but um, I think Mary got an Odin magicite in his run. I think somebody else I knew got an Odin magicite in their run, and uh, apparently, if you use it on a boss, it's like <sighs> so the sword. Santetsuken. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, some people, so yeah, so there you go. Uh, someone in our chat got no Nagisite. They got one. So we have, we have a point of reference in the chat. They said it did no damage, just murder. Whereas the Magicites actually do damage numbers, but they do damage numbers equal to the maximum health of the enemy, I believe. Um, I've been told Odin will work much more efficiently against bosses than the other ones will. So yeah. he is he is beyond rare. We have done two save files of one to ninety nine and now one to ninety, and we have not seen one yet. Now just okay, just think about this. And this is like never going to happen, but if it does, somebody like put this on Reddit or anything. Think if you actually get three fucking Odins. Like, no, no, no. You you get you have you have an Odin, and then you have two other, you know, you have bird tits and tight hunt. Like, you, you see an Odin, like, does it tell you what pometer it is if you can't get, pom- uh, not a pometer, um, what magicite it is? So you you're saying if, if your magicite inventory is full? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll, it'll say there is a blank magicite in the silver chest, but you have no space. 
you're gonna be burning magicite so fucking fast it's not even funny <laughs> so yeah you have like one odin and like everything else is bullshit okay we're let's just go ahead and burn a garuda that's fine yeah and you will never use a magicite ever again until you get the bosses yeah, I mean, so the thing is, my thing is the bosses aren't really the big... If I was soloing, I would want Odin for the bosses. But otherwise, dude, everything is about destroying the actual floors. Because the floors, the floors themselves yeah. are, are where the problem is. You know what? There's somebody in the chat who says they have a link of, quote, Odin doing work. I'm going to permit that. And with their permission, I'd also like to show it on stream if, uh, if it's a decent enough clip. So I've given them permission in the chat because I think people would... Want to see that? This is coming from HSU Shu or Sushu with a silent H. I'm going to believe one of them. But it's, man, I want to see it because I haven't seen it. I've only heard about it. Odin boy. Odin boy. Now, is this? Okay, so this is Mary's run. So it's not on a boss, unfortunately, but it is It is Odin. And, uh, oh boy. No, Odin does damage numbers. He does, but I will say this. It looks like he's doing a lot more damage number wise. Almost twice as much as what everybody else did. So uh, that Odin boy was pretty sweet. So let's grab this. This is a clip from one of our guests that we have on the show very regularly. It's very merry. Uh, so let me grab that on the media side of things so we can show that to everybody. Figure it's worth grabbing real quick. There we go. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. Just need to transform it. Reset, transform, fit to screen, and we're good. So Mary, we're borrowing this from you, this clip. So, uh, yeah, there, here. There you go. A splinter of Elder Magicite, and then... Boop! Just cuts him in half. Now, I need to see... And then he, leaves. And then he just pieces the fuck out. I need to see it used yeah. as a boss, personally, but... Yeah. Uh, it is Me good. Too. That's the first time I've actually gone out of my way and seen the Odin Magicite right there. He just, he just leaps in and leaps out. So, Elder Magicite is the one that does that. And I guess that, um... <laughs> I guess that maybe we should take the time to talk about why we can actually summon these guys. I don't think it's that big of a spoiler. You just have to read the description of the Magicite. Um, apparently, mm -hmm. because of the nature of Heaven on High, it's invoking your memories of these creatures. So they're not you're not actually summoning them. You're not going against the Warrior of Light, whatever, you know, don't summon primal stuff. This is <laughs> I can imagine the, they'll be like, yeah, it just invokes your memories. It's perfectly safe. And the Warrior Light going, fuck yeah! Finally, I get rid of these shitty Aggies and I get real things for two seconds. I imagine that's and how speaking, the Warrior speaking of Light on, on that, Speaking on this, um, we never really talked about the... Um, God, I just lost my train of um, The auspices. Never really Fuck those things. Aus you know why we don't have to talk about them? Because they never fucking spawn. We saw two. The whole time across both of our runs. Seen Sinri, seen Inagami, haven't seen uh, Kamainu. Kamainu is, I think, the only one I haven't seen. I see Kamainu. I which one's the damage buff? Which one's the defense buff? Those are the only two I've seen. Uh, Ina, can I, I think Inagami is uh, damage damage dealt. Kamainu's defense Sinri. then. Uh, yeah, Sinri, I don't know I think... Senri either. I forgot what Senri. I think Senri is like, what, HP up? I don't know. Oh, Senri's regen. Okay. There you go. Yeah, I don't even remember when we saw them. I remember, I feel like we saw them on a pretty late floor, but um, I don't remember. They, they, 
they're not common at all. I'd say this is the one thing they kind of missed their mark on. They're really powerful for when you get them, the buffs that last five minutes. But I feel like just uh-huh. I wanted the I wanted the auspices to maybe be a bit more frequent. Like the magic sites yeah. when you do them are really exciting. When you see the auspices, it's exciting, but it's not the same level of excitement. Like I don't feel great about getting an auspice buff because they're so infrequent. Mm-hmm. I forget they even exist in in the first place. Like the magic sites are way more like game breaking than the auspices yeah. are. Although Senri's regen is probably fucking goat. I'd have to imagine. It is. And another side note, um, like, I guess you can say story-wise or aesthetics-wise, I was kind of expecting, you know, something special. Like, you know how Palace of the Dead had, you know, people who died along your journey. I was expecting expecting something in the, in the way of that. I don't know what it could have been. But so far, I haven't seen anything special. Have you? No. Okay. Not not as far as I can tell. Okay. But I don't know. I feel like the auspices is the only thing where they really, they, they kind of missed the mark. They just don't feel like, a, a, like the, their addition just is so little impact on anything. I'd almost rather have a commander that summons them for the floor and they follow you around and like give you an aura as opposed to just finding them randomly. Well, compare it to um, Hagos. And the fairy. Did that? Have yeah, but those fairy. Yeah, it did. When we were, when I was leveling, and on top of that, whenever mm-hmm. you find one, whenever you find one, you just get this buff for an hour. Yeah. And they're easy to. F- you have to go out of your way to find them, but most of the time, you're, when you're training around, you're likely to find a fairy or two. Like they're not right. so rare that they they don't add much interaction, but you feel good when you do find. Them. Like yes, I have this damage buff now, and if you're still leveling, yes, I have this exp buff now. And it feels good to grab but you're them. In, you're in Pagos for a, a longer amount of time than you are, like, a set of 10 floors. Yeah, but they're also... They also are just... It feels good to find them. It feels good very mm-hmm. momentarily to find an auspice, but you kind of just forget they even exist in the first place. The fairy just moves from spot to spot. You can go find it at any point you want. You just have to go right. look for it. But these auspices are so rare, they barely even feel... It barely feels like making an addition... Mm-hmm. You know, it just doesn't feel like it matters very much. And yeah, and then the buff only lasts like four or five minutes, too, for the auspices. I mean, that you're only there for maybe 30. Listen, when I'm going to, when I'm fucking 90 plus, I want that shit less. <laughs> I want it to last, it lasts half the, I guess because it's AoE, they decided to make it last half the length of the commanders. So I think the commanders mm-hmm. are like eight or nine minutes, and these are half of that. And yeah. I don't know. It just if they're gonna if they're gonna last only that long, I kind of wish they were just a little more common. They don't have to be super common. I don't want one every floor, but twice in almost two hundred floors worth of going through. I mean, I guess Odin is kind of similar, but Odin's fine because he's taking up the Magicite slot, which he's was your one shot button anyway. It. Yeah. So and there's also I don't know if there's I don't think there was any story relevance for them being in there. The auspices just kind of go through. They're they're there. Yeah. Like, how did they get from um, Ginbu's temple to there to heaven on high? <laughs> Chat's like, just remove the auspices and throw my more chimeras in there. Yeah, that seems yeah. like a fair trade. Bring that back. Oh, they're back. <laughs> oh, they're back. 
<laughs> oh boy. Oh god. Silence is a good friend to have. Anyway. Uh and so we have the Magistrates, we have the auspices. Um you also start to really appreciate the new commanders once you go past 430. Um concealment is the stealth commander. We found ourselves making probably the most frequent use of that versus almost any of the other ones. Because it's so it's given away so frequently. I like I feel like you like a lot of a lot of um parties will find more of that than any other commander i I found we found a lot of petrifications i'd say of the three new ones frailty was the one we found the least often um petrification we found the most and concealment was just about the same amount of times as as uh Mm -hmm. petrification but concealment was we really loved it because with concealment you're not just invisible to the enemies they made it so you're invisible to traps traps i i thought i didn't i thought that was a great touch you're not invisible to mimics if you do find a mimic it will still spawn on you but it's nice to be able to just clear out enough enemies to get the passage to spawn and then to concealment past Mm -hmm. like a giant room of enemies instead of you know burning a petrification on a floor where you know maybe you want to save it for another floor it just it felt really good to have this sort of stealthy option to get through the floor to get to the objective instead of having to burn Mm -hmm. one of these like super oh shit buttons or super let's clear the room buttons like petrification yeah i was really happy with concealment um one thing you could do with concealment too what we would actually do is uh Mm -hmm. if we didn't want to use a site commander and we were capped out on concealments let's say that we were we were in the last room and this happened a lot we were in the room with the teleporter up to the next floor and Mm -hmm. we have we have three concealments and there's a concealment in the chest if you pop concealment and you open the chest that has concealment, you'll still have the three. When you go up to the next floor, you're stealth for about 45 seconds. You can actually just cover the whole floor and and see what the layout is and then reconverge back at a central point as long as you have sprint. We used it for that a right. lot just to not have to use a site commander on the following floors. And another side note, um, since we're on the topic of commanders, one of the most underrated commanders, witching. You know why it's underrated? It's because you have petrification now. Petrification makes it's like witching commander on crack. But like in an oh shit scenario, aka somebody steps on a luring trap, and it's you're probably what full floor maybe fifty, and shit that usually you want to kill before it kills you. Um, rather than waste a petrification or petrifaction, excuse me. No, it is um, petrification. I think in this one. I'd have to double check, but I can never tell with this game anymore. Yeah. So I'm like, rather than waste that and not have it in a worse oh shit scenario, I'm like, fucking witch it. Just witch the shit. And kill the one that's probably going to one-shot you if you don't kill it first. Kill that one, and then just worry about everything. Petrification. Okay. There you go. (coughs) Excuse me. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, Witching Commanders are just basically... Because here's the thing I... Here's the problem I ended up having with Witching Commanders. Uh, it stops mm-hmm. them from using abilities. Doesn't stop them from auto-attacking the fuck out of me. Yeah, they still they still do shit. They still hurt. Yeah, they bit. do. I, I So we had a, our tank 90k'd, and he had one of those 90k's where he instantly disconnects, so he lost all the aggro. And we had stepped on a learning mm-hmm. trap at the exact same second. I Witching Commandered right there. And they all autoed me once, and I went from 100% to literally less than 1,000 health from one auto attack from each of them. And then we had to petrification them anyway because the auto attacks are just ripping through us because we're not 99 out of 99 and our tank is not there. 
So right. witching has its it has its limits. It's still good, but man, is it just not a petrification trap? Yeah, it's not. It's a it's a lesser petrification. It's just your lesser oh shit button. It's so, save that so bigger scary. oh shit button. Yeah. yeah, saving the oh shit button. You know what though? Saving the oh shit button doesn't always work, and we'll get to talk about that in a little bit. We will get okay. to talk about that. So right. uh, then we have finally we we talked about petrification. We talked about concealment. Um, the last one is the uh, the frailty one, and this seems to just replace the lust commander from before because mm-hmm. uh, you can use it on bosses you can use it on enemies on the entire floor and either way it's i like it better than the lust commander it's a lot less clunky to use yeah and it is strong Very. yeah so the frailty replacing the lust the petrification replacing the rage and the concealment i guess replacing the karibu technically all the transformation <laughs> ones are gone basically i kind of like it I kind of like the transformation ones, especially the, um, what was it? The, um, Fury one. That's the, that's the Manticore. That's the Rage Commander. The Rage Commander. Thank you. See, I I miss that. I miss, I don't because it always sucked when you'd want to use a Rage Commander and you'd get knockback immune. And then it doesn't instant kill them if it doesn't knock them back. This is literally, you petrify them for 30 seconds and then you just have to hit them with, with any, need to hit them with some sort of initial damage. I tried using Combust and it didn't work. Well, so let me rephrase that. Damage. I missed the aesthetic of it. I'll give you that. Just, yeah. <laughs> just smacking shit down. It kind of felt like OP as shit. And then, like, you, you get petrification so, and you I'll, feel even more OP. I'll give you this. The thing I miss about the Rage Pomander is that mm-hmm. with the Petrification Pomander, you, you know, you petrify everything on the floor, you kill it, maybe you, you get a bunch of gold chests. With the Rage Pomander, what you could do is you would stay transformed for about a minute and as you're killing the monsters, people can open chests, and if it's a mimic, you can slap the shit out of it. With petrification, mm-hmm. if you step on a luring trap or or get a mimic after it's gone, they're that's not, it. They're not petrified. Yeah. They're not petrified. That's kind of the one big downside to it. It's much less clunky to use, but it comes at the cost of being able to actually clean out a whole floor. The Rage Commander, maybe you don't make it to a room or two, but at least you can still do shit like open chests and whatnot on your way through. You can't do that with a petrification. We'll petrify a whole floor, then we'll all walk mm-hmm. behind our tank, let him open them one by one while we deal with any mimics that spawn. Because there's we can't we can't just open them as we're finding them, and that's true of silvers. That's true of golds. We it, we just have to be way more cautious. Mm-hmm. That being said, I still really like the petrification. It's really fun going on a hall of fallacy like the giant-ass open floor, and either popping mm-hmm. a Magicite to instantly kill them all, or to pop a... We, what we will do is we'll start a circuit. It's like, okay, everyone, wait for your sprint to get off cooldown. Alright, three, two, two, one, one. go! And, and then two people go into the same direction, and I'm like, fuck! We actually, so we always split up, and we, we were just like, okay, you get this side, you get this side, so it's like you make yeah, a straight line. I should have done that. I should have done that. Yeah. Like, fuck! I always light speed and then just instant cast on all of them with uh, with an extension, and it works. Uh, it's pretty fun. I like it. Yeah, I just I just piercing Talon. Uh, so thirty one to forty. Uh, as you said, the enemies aren't too bad. The floor forty boss is very similar to the four one boss. It basically just does a knockback, and then it can knock you back into AOEs. Now, yeah. if you've been doing Ultima, you remember with tight with Ifrit that taking zero damage from certain knockbacks will prevent them. Doesn't work on the first boss on floor ten. If you even if you take zero from overtow, it still knocks you back. But on this boss, if you take zero, it won't knock you back. So that's the only mechanic he has. So 
Nothing. He's like he's like nada. Nothing. Nada. Um, you go to forty-one to fifty. The enemy's there, tougher again, but th uh, there's still really nothing that you're, I guess, afraid of. I'm pulling up my my clears of them every time I every time we go through. Like I see some mm. Daras, I see some Earth Elementals. Um, I don't even. Yeah, I see. There's there. Oh, that's Mandragoras. That doesn't count because those are alteration floors. Yeah, just a lot of Earth enemies. I don't know. Not a not a not a whole lot going on there. Mm. And then the floor fifty boss is, if I recall correctly, it is the. I'm trying to find what it is. Oh, it's the last boss from um, from what was the four point one dungeon? Scala. It's a mini ah. mini final dungeon boss from Scala, where, um, he, where he does the frontal attack and whatnot. Poison tongue. Um, yeah, poison yeah. tongue. Yeah. Um, he's not too bad. He does a. He has a. Uh, a get far away from it AoE from right under him and he mm -hmm. has a, a frontal claw attack and then a frontal breath attack. I just gotta watch out for the orbs while you get away from him and he's not too bad at all. Just one of those bosses that doesn't have cast times for some of his abilities so people fuck it up occasionally. And at this yeah. point if you're not very high on ether pool, you're in one shot range of pretty much all mechanics your first time going through this if your ether pool's not very high. Yeah, That's true of the tank that's true of the DPS, that's true of the healers so don't fuck around with some of these bosses. Now, 51 is where things start to really pick up the pace. This is where Heaven on High is trying to kill you. It is going out of its way to fucking kill you. Because 9 out of 10, if you just got here, you probably don't have enough Aether Pull to, you know, live. Do it comfortably. Yeah, to yeah, do it comfortably to you know feel safe. You probably don't. And honestly, from and then, this point on, you probably will never feel that way again. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh so the big thing so, on this floor is the Nagas. Um they're the first now these enemies, if you did Palace of the Dead, you recognize them immediately and you know exactly mm -hmm. how to handle them. If you have not, uh if they cast the ability Baleful Roar, you're dead. Although our tank tank privilege won him, and he was able to, you know, uh, what did he do? He did a, I don't think he did a petrifaction. He did a uh, witching. I think he did a witching just to kind of. And then Phoenix uh, down, you motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. Phoenix down the, the healer, and then the healer got the rest of us up. True story. Um, if, you don't, if you don't have, guys, if you don't have a res, get Phoenix down. Get a Phoenix down for this, please. Yeah. Please. I beg of you. And hopefully um, there's not a new item for. The other big fear besides the Nagas are the um the stone epitaphs. I forget what they're called in this. I yeah, I just I, I just remember all their AoEs. They have trembling epitaph and they have uh other things. I'm watching my video to see if we we didn't run into too many actually on our we, we ran into a few, but not too many on our, our 51 to to 60. And those guys are pretty rough. If they get trembling epitaph off, then yep pretty much yep so you gotta you, like yeah when we had we had um in my run we had it to the point where i'm like okay no no it was the naga so yeah we had it to a point where we go around every fucking corner there's a naga like it's not just like spread out or anything there's gonna be a naga 
And then you step on a luring trap. There's another Naga. And then, okay, you move on. There's another one. Like, it's a constant worry. It, it, like, I never felt so much fear in a set of floors. Like Not yet. No. Not yet. No. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse. It's going to get worse. They also start introducing a lot of enemies that'll do things like stack vulnerability up on you and just do a lot of stacking mm -hmm. buffs on you. And uh, that can get really troublesome if you're not too focused on your DPS, if you have too many targets. You get a lot, you start getting a lot right. more enemies that'll just shoot random shit at you. It's already been happening at this point. But the types yeah. of enemies that you get that just start shooting random shit at you starts to get more and more obnoxious as you work up these floors. I, are the asshole enemies here? Was, we have an enemy we call the asshole enemy. Yes, they are. Uh, so they're Which an enemy. One? The ones that just fire a set of homing lasers at a random person randomly. Yep. No, there are those type of asshole enemies on lower floors too. They'll they'll do that shit. But, but this one literally is an undodgeable. Like it's going to hit somebody when it targets them. Oh, the undodgeable one. Yeah, I know what you mean. So like, if you walk up to a room with three of them and they all pick everyone and they just fucking decide, then you're just like, what the fuck just happened? All right, that's bullshit. Nothing's right here. You need to, like, like be afraid here. walking into the room. Yeah, people just get hit. There's so many times where you see a target reticle, and you're like, oh, shit, I aggroed, and then pff, just 8,000 damage to the face. Yeah. That's this set of floors. Uh, everything else wasn't too bad, though. The Dreadnoughts for patrols are not too bad, and even some of the other Magitek enemies on these floors aren't that bad. But, man, mm -hmm. I hate, 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 hate those enemies that just shoot the homing lasers at you, and they do it a lot. Oh man, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I just I literally clicked a random spot. I've clicked a random spot like six times, and I've gotten one almost every time in every clip. That's just how many we ran into. Uh, when you're moving through that though, you get to the floor sixty boss, and this boss is a uh, Scylla from Crystal Tower, uh, but mostly just with the stab shooting the circle and line AOE. She shoots a fire two at you, and she does a room wide AOE with Ancient Flare. But she's uh, not too bad. I think the bosses, they went a little easy on with this one compared to Palace of the Dead. Sly, you sound like you had a bad experience with this. So. Our healer. Again, like hindsight, you know, with, you know, actually having a healer. Would not have been as bad. But uh, our healer dies to... Um, was it Ancient Flare? Yeah, Ancient that's it. Flare, Ancient yeah. Flare. Yep. So okay. our healer dies. Okay, they died Ancient we, Flare. We... They just, what, they didn't have enough health? I was looking for the puddle of water. That's unfortunate. There's no, for anyone watching, there is no puddle like there is in the Scylla fight. So that just means that instead of, that means they couldn't look for a puddle and heal at the same time. And it was a puddle that wasn't there. It's a non-existent puddle. That is unfortunate. So we pretty much did like what? 80% of that fight without a healer. You didn't die? Um, no. All right, that's boss. Here's the thing. We burned every magicite we had. So we had, after this fight, we had no magicite. Um, the other DPS dies. So it's just me and Tank. 
and I'm dodging shit. I'm still DPSing. I am, um, I'm like, okay, all right. If he gets down low enough, I'm going to fucking LB. After it does all its bullshit and I can actually do something, I'm going to LB. LB and kill it. A stressful fucking thing I've ever seen, and it wasn't supposed to be stressful. It's a really easy fight. It's a really easy fight. <laughs> that is unfortunate. I can tell you this, though. Uh, when I did that fight, I was at 47 Aetherpool armor the first time. I was at, like, 70 the second time. And I didn't even think Ancient Flare had hurt us for some reason. Like, that's... The armor made a huge difference on that Ancient Flare. I think I went from taking 15,000 damage to 5,000 damage. So, in the future slide, don't worry about it as much. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. I feel like the bosses here aren't as ridiculous as... Here's the thing. Pals of Dead did not have hard bosses. Let's be clear about that. No. However, no. I remember getting the first floors. I remember the first time getting the 4140 and the first time getting the 4180 and those bosses in particular created great struggles for people. Ecliptic meteors cast time on 180 and scream on 140 caused a lot of issues. I never really had a mechanic that caused a lot of issues that felt like it reasonably caused them in this one. It, mm -hmm. it always felt like it was just like we had never seen it before or we got clipped by something that was a little closer than we expected. And that was the death of us, as opposed to anything else. We still never died to any of the bosses outright, but we did have plenty of deaths across a lot of them. So I feel like they went a little bit easier on these bosses, or maybe we're just better at them now. Maybe we're more familiar with these bosses. Some of them are from A Realm Reborn. Some of them are from Heavensward. Some of them are from Stormblood. It's a good mix. But of either way, bunch. it's either way, it's all about knowledge. That's it. Yeah, not like knowing just... these bosses going in, like, even if you know mm -hmm. mechanics, there's still a good chance you get picked off by an AoE at some point. And everything, again, right. at this point is likely to one-shot you. Literally everything, if you're not a tank. So, and even if you are a tank, yep. a lot of the stuff still one-shots you. Anyway. It is a do-not-get-hit-by-anything check. Above all else. And that's, and that's basically every floor now. Like, where we're at that rate, if you're going up for the first time, and like you're clearing, you know, sets of floors. Basically, you're low on aether pool, and any floor is basically a don't get hit by anything check after fifth. Good luck, have fun. Yep. And oh boy, does that get so much more fun on sixty one plus, Sly? Because sixty one plus. Uh... Oh boy. So on the first floor, we we pretty much deciphered at this point. Every boss has either a tank buster. Or applies mm -hmm. 8 million different debuffs to everybody. So, like, we have one mm -hmm. enemy here that's applying a bleed. We have another enemy that applies a, a constantly stacking poison. Another enemy that's constantly applying vulnerability. And if you have any combination of the two, it's a quick way to fuck town. And not the kind of fuck town you want to go to. They're taking you to Dome Town, alright? And not from Persona <laughs> 5. Yeah, I love that P-Fiber. Thanks. Love that. Not that <laughs> one. Yeah. Who was it always wanted to go to Dome Town? Was it? No, it was. Um, it was I was going to say it was Ryuji, but no, it was. Um, begins with an M. The other class student from the first palace who the the volleyball who runs the volleyball who runs the uh, fan site. Yeah, who runs the fan site. Yeah, yeah. Begins with an M, Mishima. I think. Mishima or Mishima? Mishima. Yeah, Mishima, Mishima always yeah. wants to go to Dome Town. All the time. Yeah, right, he does. He's like, meet me right, in Dome Town. I love Dome Town. Anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, and so 61 to 70, it's just... Man, I'm looking through some of the enemies right now that we had to deal with. These, they're, these fucking poison enemies, man. There's just so many Vuln stacks, so many Yeah, yeah, how hard, does, how hard does poison tick? When you're at, like, Aetherpool 50, two stacks was, like, 7,000 damage a tick. At, like, 70 to 80, it was, like, 1,800. So, it's one. Of, it's another one of those things where your ether pool levels, like, when you're first going up, it's a huge, huge difference. Because I'm just, I'm looking through, and, like, on the very first poison enemy, he did auto-poison, auto-auto-poison, and I I didn't start healing until after the second auto-attack, and I couldn't keep up with the healing at that point at our current ether pool level. All because I didn't just spam heals the whole time. So, it was, uh, it was pretty bad. And our ether, and again, our ether pool was pretty low, so my healing was not very high at that point either. Um, right. Other than those guys, I mean, it, it it doesn't really pick up in dif in difficulty much after that. Your agnites aren't too bad. There's O2s with AOE poison. You're not really at the worst of it yet, but there's so many debuffs that you'll there's certain enemy types you'll just be really glad to see, and certain enemy types you'll just dread to see. Uh, I've noticed there hasn't been too many enemies that have like hard enrages on them though, and if there are, I guess we're just not hitting them. Like, if you do not kill them fast right. enough, you instantly die kind of thing. Right. I'm scared because I'm going to go back in there and learn the hard way that there's totally enemies that do that. I feel very confident in that matter. Um, and then the first, I'm just going to farm Aetherpool. That's a good idea, trust me. Like, go back and do... Don't I would not I honestly wouldn't bother if one to twenty again. We barely got any ether pool the second time. No, 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 no. Twenty one through th like twenty one through maybe thirty or thirty or forty. Yeah, probably do that and then just reset it. Keep going. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah probably like forty or fifty. I would go up to before resetting because I don't I don't know where okay. you'll actually cap out. Like yeah, like twenty one to fifty is a good spot because because thirty one to fifty is not that bad. And if you get silvers mm -hmm. on those floor, it's it's pretty nice. If you get enough, you can also carry start carrying it to floor hundred. Since you're already past floor 31. So it's nice to have. And you're probably losing one of your save files anyway. So you got plenty of time. Um, then you get to the 470 boss. Now this boss is again not that bad. But like you said before. Knowledge. We didn't know how to do it. And we had a horrible time with tons of deaths. Uh, basically there's but a. You still got through. Yes we still got through. We had the tank mm -hmm. try to hollowed ground. A mechanic. Goes through hollowed. Mm -hmm. And instantly kills him. Um, oh wow. Yeah, and then we had somebody else try to do a mechanic, and they and then well before we knew how to do the one mechanic that this fight has, uh, somebody just mm -hmm. you know one other person got one shot, then the tank got one shot, then the tank got up, and then he got one shot, he got one shot again, and then the other person got one shot, and basically we were just like struggling to keep people alive throughout all that. But after <laughs> like a good like six seven minutes, we had everyone up and we managed to finish it. Um, nice. It's just got one mechanic. You got to stand in a puddle at a certain time. Super simple. But without knowing that the puddle was for that reason and us trying to cheese it. It's specifically us trying to cheese it with hollowed ground not working. That was the thing that really sent us downhill. You can't scumbag anything in this fucking No, you can't. Mm -mm. This, this, this place does not like you scumbagging any of the mechanics. But uh, 470 Oops. boss, you'll know just me, without me even telling you what the boss is, me saying um stand in the puddle when you get a mechanic a certain mechanic should be more than enough information for somebody to get there and be like oh and 71 to 80 comes along and uh continues mm -hmm. to fuck you in the ass now you've got enemies with aoe cleaves that apply dots you've got enemies that uh that roam around with giant cleaves you've got enemies that have that are shooting puddles at you you've got oh god i can't even remember all the enemies for 71 
They're still not the worst of the enemies yet at this point, though. Uh, yeah, I can see. Mm -hmm. You have ghosts shooting giant AoEs at you that are huge. The ghosts themselves need to be stunned for when they do their stupid scream attack. Oh, just like the Odidian, then. And my favorite, as far as vengeance, one of my favorite enemies is the goats. Yeah, ghosts and goats. Ghosts and goats. It's like Ghosts and Goblins, but like the Dauntless sequel. Yeah. So, with the goats... Now, if you'd never stand behind the goat, you won't know the pain of the goat. But mm -hmm. as soon as you step behind the goat, you know nothing but but terror. The goats, when you stand, when you don't stand behind them, they they do fucking nothing. If somebody walks behind the goat, it kicks them in the face instantly. There's no AOE timer for it. There's no cast time. It just kicks them in the face. And when it kicks you in the face, if, I'd say at the ether pool, you're you're liable to get one shot if your ether pool's a little low. If not, it's going to mm -hmm. bring you to critical health, and it knocks you back. So if it knocks you back into a room because you didn't know the goat was going to do that, you're done. On top of that, the kick has maybe a three second cooldown. So if you are in there and you've never fought these goats before, you have no idea what they're about to do to you. You go, you stand behind I'm the goat. I'm going to run right back. Yeah, you, yeah, you're like, what the fuck was that that hit me? Okay, I'm going to walk back to the enemy now and then <laughs> right in the face again. And you're fucking dead. And if, you're, if your tank is turning it, kicks him in the face again. Tank needs, to, tank needs to dodge like an AOE coming out of one of the mobs in the room. So he turns it and just kicks him in the face and kicks him out into the room. Oh, boy. Those goats, they seem so innocent. They're not. Uh, and probably the worst enemy we encountered were the mammoths. Only because this is another knowledge enemy. Mm. So the mammoth, about a 50% chance after it does, it has an attack where it sucks people in. Mm -hmm. And there's a 50% chance, even if that suck in hits nobody, that he does a uh, tusk butt, which is just him going... <laughs> And knocking yeah, people like away. The other mammoths. Yeah, yeah you know, so, so how bad could that be? Probably a one shot. Probably about 100,000 damage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, we all dodged the suck in and we all stood in front of him. Except for the yeah, tank yeah. who soloed the rest of the fight mm -hmm. and then used the Phoenix down on me. Mm -hmm. That. That tusk butt is bad. And on top of that, when you're not... When you start getting enemies that when you don't pull them, they just do shit. Like, before we had the enemies firing AoEs at you, these guys mm -hmm. do prehistoric trumpet, which does about 10,000 damage just to... Just if you don't... If they're not pulled, they just they just yell. And occasionally do 10,000. They, they just want something to do. That's all they want. They just want something to do. Yeah. Um, you also start getting the apes, which were in Palace of the Dead 150+. plus. Uh, they mm -hmm. sometimes eat a banana and then they scream, they, they pound their chest like five times. And each time they pound their chest, it gives you physical vuln stacks. So if you pull them with the physical vuln stacks, the first thing the apes do when they, when you pull them, they clap you in the face. So if you pull them after getting the physical vuln's, that's, you, Which dungeon? Um, there was one dungeon that was boss. Hullbreaker out, yeah. Yeah, it's the opposite of that First because boss. here when they when he eats the bananas he gets angry. That one you had to make them eat the bananas to get unangry. Right. And yeah, you uh yeah, this is an as chat said, it's an amazing petting zoo. 
It is a horrible petting zoo. The animals pet back. Yeah, they do. You also start getting yaks, which just auto-attack really hard. And if you don't kill them fast... I think these ones have enraged mechanics. If you don't kill them fast enough, they pull everyone into melee range. We've never seen what happens after that. I think we all kind of know what will happen after that, though, if you don't kill the yaks fast enough. Yeah. Uh, don't want it. Just kill the yaks fast. That's probably the one enemy so far where I've been like, kill them fast. You get griffins, which do that jumping dive attack, and it's really mm -hmm. fast and it one-shots anyone it hits. Oh, so that's bad. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad going on here. There's lions, which actually aren't that bad. They're, they're not the greatest, but they're not that bad. Um, there are else? actually tigers in the early four. Yes. Are there they bears? Are. Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't seen bears? bears yet. I haven't seen any bears yet. I don't think there are bears. Damn it. Yeah. No trifecta. Those bad. No, you have tofus, which just do tons of magic damage. You have uh, uh, Yuki Otokos, which are the... Um, they're like the the second boss of snow of uh of a uh, snow cloak. The giant, the, the giant abominable snowman looking guys. The the yeti. Yeah, the yetis. Yeah, yeah. there's giant yetis. Those guys are pretty easy, from my experience. Uh, anything else in this fucked up petting zoo? No, I don't have anything else. We haven't gotten to the worst of it yet. Oh, by the way, the mimics at this point are unstunnable. So. Yay. so so it's a lot of stuff like you <clears throat> i think like a lot of stuff that has enraged mechanics you can't stun it and i'll be learned that the hard way we we're like holy shit you cannot stun it most you of this stuff at it. this point you can't stun you can start you can stun still quite a, a quite a few of them actually a yeah. 90 plus is where pretty much everything other than like one or two enemies was a hundred percent immune to stun um mm. but stunning is super valuable stun like having a paladin shield bash chain stun they're going to be probably the most popular tank to take up through the floors. They're so valuable. They're not as valuable on enemies that can't be stunned, but they're still really valuable right. for their defenses. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then the boss of floor 80 is uh, Fenrir. Straight up Fenrir. Well, it's not called Fenrir, but it might as well be. It's a, it's a reskin. Yeah. Yeah, basically with him, all it is is he summons a bunch of ice balls, and they explode. And it's a pretty big explosion. If they hit you, it'll freeze you. And on top of that, it'll... Uh, It'll give you a damage over time. And does uh, he do the does he do the um thing where you don't have like, to hide behind the you don't have to hide behind the things no. But will uh, he try to pounce on you? Yeah, he does. The, he does the pounce on you. Um, but he doesn't. He okay. didn't try to pounce. We had somebody get frozen, and he didn't try to pounce on them. He just he pounced okay. at me because they don't get vuln they don't get vuln up when they're when they're frozen because unless you have high ether pool, you're probably gonna die to that. You can actually use the icicle. Uh, he summons an icicle that comes down and does a line AoE. You can use that to break the uh, the actual orbs. I think you can bait them. So you can actually bait it like in a straight line through the orbs and get rid of a lot of the AoEs. But it just destroys some of the orbs on the arena. It, it's not that tough. Lunar Cry doesn't do a lot of damage. It's just a room-wide AoE. Uh, not too bad, but, you know, fun enough. And then we have 81 to 90. I just keep pulling up footage of all of my fucking clears. Because I know I'm getting close to the failure. Oh, God. So my first trip through 81 to 90, we ran into what was the most frightening enemy thus far for us, the Garula. So at this point, a lot of enemies will charge you upon aggro. And if you're not a tank, that charge is liable to one-shot you. So if, you're, if anybody gets aggroed by a patrol... There's a good chance they're dead before you eat your tank even has a chance to react. And the Garula is the first enemy we encountered who was a patrol. 
And so what we did was we pulled them and then the tank, uh, the tank got hit for like 30k by the charge. And then the Garula did a point blank AoE, a big one that our melee thought they could stun, couldn't stun it, got hit by it. And then he did tumults. And the tumults like did actual like, titan might as well tumults. have been, they're not called tumults. They're called like rampaging, whatever. They're called earthquakes, but uh. it's literally tumults. And each of them did like, yeah, each of them did about eight to nine K damage. And that shit fucks you if you don't stack up and heal. So the Garulas are the first big problems we had. Um, but the Tumults aren't in Rage. We thought they were in Rage too, but he will just rotate through his mechanics again if you don't die okay. to the Tumults. Uh, but they hurt a lot. Like, three Tumults without mitigation or heal can be a death if people aren't too high on ether pool armor. And pretty much everything just starts <laughs> charging at this point. Everything jumps at your tank when they pull it. So if anyone who's not a tank does any sort of pulling, you have Chimeras at this point with Ram's voice that one-shots, Dragon's voice that one-shots, Breath Attacks that one-shot. The Chimeras from 180-plus are back. There's the Apes still. You have Cyclops enemies. You have fucking Minotaur enemies. What else do we have here? We have the Roans were easy. I'm trying to find what other enemy types are. There's a lot of fucking shit. There's elephants that shoot rocks at people. Oh, I really feel like Happy's trying to scare me at this point. No, it's scary. You should be scared. You got to respect the content. Uh, there's Glazialabolus clones that do donut AoEs. They're actually one of the easiest enemies on those floors. Oh, they do um, Dynamo. Yeah, they do Lunar. They do a Dynamo. They do a Dynamo, and then like a really weak. Uh, a really like narrow cone, um, uh, like cone AOE. There's fucking mm -hmm. manticores that fucking shoulder tackle you and then do ripper claws and shit, fireballs and everything. It's everything here is you should be scared of. Every skill that comes out of every monster is something to be frightened by. Um, there's even elbow drops. There's dudes that do elbow drops, which is just it's a charged AOE behind them with no AOE marker. So if you stand behind mm -hmm. them, it's kind of like the goats, except that they actually do have a charge up for it. Uh, and then the floor 90 boss is Tazon Day. I call him Tazon Day. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. Yeah, he's he's not too bad, but your position can get really tight on him. He does a meteor from where he's where he's standing. And then mm -hmm. he summons a bunch of giant sand orbs that just pulse a bunch of times, and you have to hide away from them but also get far enough away from the meteor so he's he's actually pretty tough positioning wise but he's not too tough a boss overall okay and then you have 91 to 100 no boss on yeah. 400 mm -hmm. so it's one less floor to clear it shouldn't be too bad right right i actually think 91 to 93 are some of the easiest floors believe mm -hmm. it or not the enemy types in those okay. floors are interesting but are so non-threatening compared to everything else there's a white mage, a monk, and a warrior enemy. They're just like onion knight style enemies. The warrior does mm -hmm. butcher's block, which is a tank buster. But then my favorite thing is he does uh, is it what's the name of their charge attack? Overwhelm. The warrior charge attack. I think it's called overwhelm. Onslaught. Onslaught. There you go. Um, the on they onslaught one person three times in a row and it knocks them back each time. So he onslaughts you, knocks you back, onslaughts you, knock you back. It's like it's like the earth fist of the earth uh, earth shoulder tackle, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah. And apparently, if you kill him too slow, he does fell cleave. It's a and it's a murder murder ability. Ow. The white mage does bullshit. I don't know. Maybe we just killed him too fast. He never did anything but cast stone. We were afraid he was going to try to holy us and insta kill us. Never happened. 
Um, and the monk does, the monk gives himself a haste buff, an evasion buff, and then he just does, like, rotations on tank. <laughs> so, yeah. But those enemies are, like, all the enemies in 91 and 93 are really easy. And then it goes back to being shit like the Chimeras, you start getting Pegasus. You know the second boss from, uh, from Sorkai? The one that does the yeah. Quasars? That boss. Mm -hmm. Literally, as a trash mob, that boss. With Quasar and, and point-blank AoEs and everything. And you know what's really great? What's when great? you that? spawn on a floor with no items, blinded, gloom, mm -hmm. and five or six of them walk into the starting room in the first minute. Especially on floor 99. You want to guess how I, how I died on floor 99? Thank you for typing. Press F to pay respects in the chat. And you want to know the worst part? We had floor 97 as a giant room. We petrificationed it. We cleared it. Floor 98, mm -hmm. giant room. Petrification cleared it. Had a petrification for floor 99. Got a no item floor. We had three petrifications for the last three floors. It was a heartbreaking moment to die on 99 with a no item plus blind plus gold. We couldn't even kill the mobs fast enough because we kept missing. And now we're on 91 again and we have no petrifications with our new save file. Mm -hmm. And I think we have no magicites either. Actually, we might have one magicite. So we're fucked. I very much detect another save file incoming. There's no boss on 100. None. Yeah, I, I know and that. we fucking died on 99. So this is why I stopped trying to do floor 200 on Palace of the Dead, because when that happens on 180+, plus, I do not want to go back to 51. Here, I only have to go back to 21. Not as bad. Still really frustrating. Still hurts. Still hurts. Yeah, yeah and, and by the way, throughout the other nine floors, we got no item, blind gloom, like, three times. So we had to burn through all our serenities leading up to that point. We mm. had another giant room floor at 94. We had to use a magicite on that floor because we were surrounded by patrols and we needed to instant kill them. Which, by the way, if we had used the petrification on that floor, we would have actually had a magicite for the 99th floor. Which, by the way, when you get no items, you can still use magicite. Hindsight's 2020. So that's heaven on high. If you haven't gone in, how are you feeling? Are, are you amped to do this? Because we you, really you want to get been... fucked in four man content? Go do it. Want to solo it? Yeah, we... go get fucked. I honestly don't know if this can be soloed outside of extreme luck. Because I don't know. You know what? Let me do it with 99.99 first. Because I'm not 99.99, so mm -hmm. maybe the damage values look skewed to me at this point. I'm like 91.83 or something like that. Um, right. But it's even with a steel commander, a mimic just ruins every hope and dream that you may have had at some point. Things like concealment, petrification, and magicites, maybe you get enough of those and it's like, and it goes the way you want it to. I'm fucking scared to do this shit solo. I'm going I'm scared to. to do this shit with people. To be fair, you keep doing it with if you do keep doing it with random people, you're gonna be afraid the whole time. 
Yeah, like, like even if it's just one random person, I'm I'm afraid of that people debuff. <laughs> the people debuff. <laughs> Reminds me, I was watching. There was a solo heal, solo tank, Neo X death on the Korean server. Someone posted that on Reddit the other day, and everyone was asking uh -huh. what the PC buff was because over in Korea, if you're playing in in uh, partnered PC cafes, you actually get a buff in the game. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just bonus EXP, but I, everyone was like, what's that? And now I imagine you going into content with random people and you have the per, the people debuff. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's literally just a down, a down arrow with somebody making a shrug face. <laughs> it's, <like laughs> it's, that's perfect. It's literally like the shrug emote that you make with like all the underscores and and the and the forward and backslashes. Like it's that, but it's just the down arrow. And it's just somebody can somebody Photoshop that, please. Somebody make the people please. debuff for Final Fantasy fourteen. It's just that. <laughs> that's it. There it's the people Faros just did that's, that one. Yeah, that that's that's it. <laughs> that's that's, it. that's exactly how I imagine. When you play with pugs, that's that's the debuff that you get. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh man! But yeah, honestly, having a lot of fun with Heaven on High. But it is only day one. Um, after mm -hmm. beating Floor One Hundred, and I'm going, I'm gonna go through and try the solos. Um, I, I'm hesitant to say it's soloable at this point, only because I'm not ninety nine ninety nine. I don't have an accurate feel for it. I think soloing mm -hmm. like. Here's the thing. I think it's very possible to get to like 80, 90. It doesn't feel like that's the challenge. Just getting the RNG in your favor to such a degree to get you all the way to 100 is insane. Yep. Do you think those last few floors are going to consistently throw shit at you like they that? They do. Like, okay. In Palace of the Dead, it was the same way. Once you started getting to the final floors, like almost every floor is like blind, gloom. No items, blind gloom, no abilities, blind gloom, no magicite in this case. Like all of the last ones, like six hall of fallacies in a row. I do not want to imagine not having a safety commander and having to solo do a hall of fallacy where any one of the fakes could be a fucking luring trap. Good luck, have fun. Have a lot of safety. Literally, like solo, I'm going to need safety commanders for like every single one. Like I'm going to not use them on any other floor. But the good news is, if you fail, it's not that much of a jump to get back. You do need to solo no. from floor one to get the title, though. To get Lone uh, Lone Hero is the name of the title for soloing one to one hundred. So uh, that's you got to start from one. So you have plenty of commanders. I, I'm looking forward to soloing this because I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be able to say at least I made it halfway. <laughs> Monk's gonna be a problem, dude. Monk, I, I got to do it on Red Mage. Monk, I can probably get to maybe sixty, but oh boy, sixty. Okay, yeah. Red Mage is going to be the winner again. <laughs> That's it. Probably. I just like also the name of the achievements for Heaven on High is She's So High. She's now, so high. Now, please tell me what that is a direct reference to. Because it's not just, it's not, it's literally not She's So High. It's like a song or something. I don't remember what song. Don't worry, chat will correct us soon. Because without him. without the context, it's just like what, she blazing. Cause she's so high. Yeah. I, I... Yep, that's the one. High above me. All right. Also, uh, shout out to Koji Fox for the Laurel Bush. 
joke. Did you see the new description for the laurel bush? No. It says it gives a description for the bush and then says at the end it says it's also also known as to some people as the Yanni bush. Well, let's say in the realm, everybody. Proud of you. I'm proud of you, Koji. Proud of you. Proud of you. Good job as always. True story. I've done the Laurel Yanni thing. I hear them both. Stay of the realm, everyone. I can tell you, though, that if you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to listen for Laurel, you'll probably hear Laurel. If you tell yourself to listen for Yanni, you'll probably hear Yanni. Or if you're just someone with fucked up hearing, then the frequencies will fuck with your head. There's a science behind it. Thank you for coming out to stay of the realm, everybody. Uh, we will, of course, be back next week talking about God knows what. I don't. I um, so good. next week's show's got to be on a Monday, as a reminder, because um, Tuesday I have <laughs> another uh, ring, I have something else I need to do on that day. Mm-hmm. So next week's show will be on Monday. Um, so the big thing is we don't really have a major topic for next week yet. I th- I'm sure we could come up with something at the very least. Mm-hmm. At the current moment, we don't. The following week would be live letter be a live letter show and it'd be on tuesday so uh we just have to we just have to get back to that so we will have a show on something next week so i can guarantee that what it is i don't know yet see there you go i'm just being honest i'm just being honest you can be honest uh all right so with that thank you everyone for joining us this week for uh heaven on high or uh as it becomes on the higher floors hell on high so, uh, Sly, why don't you tell them where they can find you at, birthday boy? You can find me on twitch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. Twitter at Sly the Fox. Instagram at Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox 07. YouTube.com slash The Velvet Room. Yeah. Based on my birthday. I'm going to do some birthday shit. Birthday shit. He's going to do some birthday shit. That's all I got for and my of that song. Thanks. And happy work can they find you? They can find me singing you happy birthday. No, I'm not going to do it. All right. You can find me, Mr. Yeah. Happy, 1227, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. As a reminder, next Friday, uh, Octopath Traveler will release on the Switch. If you have the special edition, I believe you get it two days early. I will not get to play it till the 14th because I will be in New Jersey from the 11th, 12th, 13th, and then early day I'll be getting back on the 14th, probably like between 11 o'clock and noon. So... I will be streaming that when I get back, however. So we need to finish Heaven on High to 100, which we're planning on finishing sometime this week. And I still have to do my ultimate clears for the week, which I believe we are doing in about 10 minutes. So I also like to go sleep, but I'm not going to get what I want. So anyway, uh, go to all those places. Follow me on those places. And remember to enter that Steel Series giveaway. Go to the YouTube videos and enter the Steel Series giveaways. Because every month we do a Steel Series giveaway for Stay the Realm now because... They sponsor my channel and they wanted to give the show some free shit. So go get free shit. It's pretty simple. Go get free shit. Sly, what do you did you decide what you want for your birthday? Uh nope. Alright. Headphones? Would you like a pair of Arctis 5s or Arctis 7s, Sly? I have to look now. Thank you. Do you want wired or wireless? Damn it. Wireless. 
All right, let's start the seven then. Easy choice. Okay. All right, so uh, I'm gonna get Sly a birthday present, guys. We're spreading you, Steel buddy. Series love everywhere. Yeah. I've probably got. I've got a spare pair of sevens right there, but I'm not sending you those. Those have been in my head for ages. <laughs> <laughs> those are the ones I used before the pros, so I'm not giving you those. Uh, there you go. All right. Speaking of which, I need to replace the battery on these because they're wireless. I need to swap them out. So. While I do that, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you again to all of our sponsors. Thank you again to SteelSeries and everyone over on Patreon. We'll be back on July 9th, which is a Monday, for the next show. So uh, what it is, we'll let you know when the show happens. So yeah. Sly's going to go enjoy his birthday, and I'm going to go use the restroom, and then I'm going to raid. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Well, okay. everybody, thank you for joining us this week. We'll see you next week, and we'll have a short post-show, but then we'll see you next week. Okay? so. Uh, Okay, bye. See you next week. It's all the energy I have. It's for a little little goodbye.